Welcome to The Real Deal, where God, His purposes, and His people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Inouye, bringing you encouragement through real life, people, and their stories. It's The Real Deal. Hey, let's get started. So I'm excited because I have a return guest. Mia, it was so good to have you the first time. And it is Mia Dane Stubblefield. Is that correct? Is that how I say it? You you say it. Let me roll it off your tongue. Mia Dane Stubblefield. I love it. It's a good one. It's a good one. And I have asked you these before, but just to keep consistent, I want to go through these. Whatever comes to your mind, no right or wrong, just as fast as you can. Okay. Okay. Would you say that you are an introvert, extrovert? Introvert. Okay, we're going to talk about that because I think yep, it changed. it's changed. It has changed. Okay, coffee, tea. Coffee. Dog, That's cat, neither, neither. Always dogs. That will never change. <laughs> Morning bird or <laughs> night owl? Morning bird. Books, movies? Movies, lately. Silence music? Silence. Mm-hmm. Okay, leaned in, laid back? Leaned in. Shower or bath? Shower. Okay, driver or passenger? <laughs> passenger lately, so passenger. <laughs> okay, you know what's so great is that we have a lot of latelys. Yes. We have a lot of latelys. So I, mm-hmm. not that this whole podcast has to go on those. Yes. But when we first had our conversation that was recorded for The Real Deal, there's so much that has now changed. You're married, mm-hmm. you've moved, uh, yes. you've had a lot of transitions, you went through the whole marriage and the COVID thing, there's there's yeah. just been a lot, a lot of change. So the first mm-hmm. one you, that you said was introvert and extrovert, and you changed your answer. Yeah. Tell yep. me, just unpack that for me a little bit. I think I've realized it takes a lot for me to, maybe it's the new social just atmosphere, but it takes a lot for me to get going and, you know, get out there. I think it's also just this new state i'm living in a new state i actually was in iowa and now we moved across to illinois so now we're in another community and it's just kind of waiting on god to open doors but at the same time my husband nick and i know that we need to be proactive also but we've really learned that i do really um thrive in a calm setting lately i don't know if it's just just the pressures of married life or whatever it is, but I've just kind of kind of got my groove in, you know, playing house a little bit and getting the house looking nice. And, it looks so it, adorable. Oh, thank you. Now, obviously, I haven't been there, but what I am seeing is kind of like either from your social media stuff or your Instagram yeah. or whatever. Has that been just so fun for you? I didn't even know you had such a flair. Oh, thank you. Well, my mother is a really great designer, interior design. I mean, our home is beautiful in Wisconsin. Um, And then when we came to this home, it has traditional um, hardwood floors throughout and really, you know, plaster walls and very cozy home, um, brick home. And my husband and I drove up. And I said, that's the house we're going to buy. It looks like Home Alone. It looks like the Macaulay Culkin <laughs> home. So um, it's been really cool to add, you know, modern touches. And then we're now dreaming about remodeling the kitchen. And it's just been cool to put our stamp on it and yeah. say, this is our home. It's our first home as a married couple. Um, first home either of us has owned on our own. So it's very special. Yeah, it's really, really neat. And I was impressed with how, like, 
like official married, not first home looking that it is. It's a nice oh, house. Thank you. It, it's. I mean, you can get a really beautiful house on the side of the river, and you know, it's a really it's the oldest subdivision in the area. So there's really beautiful old Tudors here, and just just a really nice community. And we're excited to to live here and grow in it. For yeah. a while, so. so, you know, people don't get out the same, but have you met some of the people? And is it young, old, a mixture? Is it diverse? What What's it feel like there? Uh, this seems like a very home, uh, a homey area in terms of, you know, families. There's younger families um, to our right and then across the street. So, yeah, but in terms of church, we did find a small group with younger married couples just like us. So we have Fabulous. been able to kind of find that, which is really special. So You know, I was just saying yesterday, we celebrated our Christmas a day later with my kids and that sort of thing. But yeah, I was just saying, it is a different time to be in church. Mm-hmm. I realize that. Oh my gosh. But if you find people that you connect with, whether you get to be in each other's homes or virtual or whatever, right now it doesn't yeah. even matter, but a small group within any church, even if the church is small, is your lifeline because the friendships that we've had for i'm going to say we well we've been married for 35 years and the friendships that we have some of them are 35 years old because it's the first couple that we met but it was in a sunday school class and we were in a small group not just even the sunday school class where we said hey coffee and donuts time i mean in each other's lives then when we moved to minneapolis we still vacation with Two or three of the couples. We still go to the um, cabin together with two or three of the couples. And when I look at it, it's not just the people in the church. It's the people that were in our small group. Do you know what I mean? And so it's so vital. So I'm really glad you're meeting some other young marrieds or... Yes, and it's it's cool too because my husband is an engineer, and many of them work at John Deere as engineers, so they can kind of have that engineer mind conversation. Yeah. And then a lot of the the wives are creatives too, and so it's cool to talk to them. They're all sweet, and you know we never thought we'd find a group this quickly, but my husband and I knew that that was a priority. Yeah, especially since we both are away from our we'd say our core friend groups. Yes. Um, his is in um, the suburbs of Illinois, and mine is mine is in Milwaukee area. So, um, not that we are forgetting about those groups, nope. but to have people around you who are believers and who love God yeah. is so important. So. Yeah, it's so good because, well, you know, make new friends, but keep the old ones over yeah. <laughs> the other gold. It's like you will yeah. always have those, but those were Nick's and Mia's, and yes. now there's Nick and Mia friends. Uh And not that you didn't introduce him to your friends or he the reverse, but there's something really special. So that's wise anyway, because it keeps you guys together rather than I want to be off with my friends. I want to be out with the guys or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's cool to be with people in the same avenue of life right now, the young marrieds. And it's um, we did initially join a small group with college age, but Nick and I were the only two married people in there aside from the leaders. And, I just said, this isn't going to work. We need people who are going through the same trials as us, the same growing pains as us. And that's been really, really good for us. So, Well, you know me. I don't only want to swim at the you know, shallow end. I'll go deep right away. Yes. Is, there, is there a trial that you find that it's kind of nice because you see other people are going through it? Like, what are some of the things that have been either difficult in starting this new marriage or that you see are sort of universal? 
Mm-hmm. I think learning how to communicate sounds basic, but it's not. It's so, there's so many layers to it. I am more um, a thinker. I, I have to kind of take my time and just inwardly process things. And it sometimes can come off as me stewing. And sometimes it is me stewing. Okay. And Nick <laughs> has kind of learned to read the signs from me. And then Nick is very analytical, methodical. He has an engineer's mind, and I'm kind of more scattery. So we're just learning how to communicate together. What does that look like on a daily basis? How do we explain each other's needs? How do we meet those needs once they're communicated to us? And I think one of the best things that we've found is coming together at night and reading the Bible. We're realizing that that is, even if we just read one proverb a day, at night before we go to sleep kind of calms us down centers us we learn how to say sorry better we learn how to point out what went wrong in the day and what we can maybe grow in together so i think we're both growing into more christ-like versions of ourselves in this deep covenant together that i i'm really excited about so yeah yeah i i know i i heard chris valentin from bethel say once that marriage isn't a can't remember what the word that he says, but it's actually, yeah. it's not a this, but it's actually a death march because mm. you die to yourself and, yes. and you live to love this other person. And so it's yeah. not like, hey, you're not meeting my needs. It's like, how can I meet your needs? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because that's so often mm-hmm. we'll tell somebody, well, I need this. I need that instead of I want to find out what he needs and I'm going to meet it. Mm-hmm. I want to find out what she needs and I'll meet it. And yes. really, that's a big deal. That's mm-hmm. a big deal to say, Okay, instead of like, I'm going to pray for patience with my husband. No, I'm going to think about how I can love my husband because love is patient. Love is kind. So you'll get the patience when you just decide, end of the story, no matter what happens, I love you and I'm going to, and I'm for you. And I'll tell you, one of the things that we had to remind ourselves of just even yesterday, I'm just going to be really real. It was like, I felt like he just wasn't wasn't championing me and wasn't supporting me and I needed help. We had company and as he not like reading the signs, like he's got to be some weatherman that reads everything that flew out of my brain and picks it up yeah. and knows what I need. You have to express what you need. Like I need some yes. help right now or everybody needs to be fed or whatever. So I need you to do X. You have to communicate yep. it. But mm-hmm. we have had to say over and over, we're on the same team. Yes. We say that to people all the time. Young Marrieds, what's your advice? You're on the same team. Tell each other, I'm on your team. We're on the same team. Because otherwise you'll feel adversarial. When if you're on the same team, you're not the same players, but you're on the same team. And just to know that is so important for me. Because otherwise I feel like, don't you fight against me. The whole world fights against people. Don't you? Because that would be horrible, you know? Yes. So I was a little moody. Yeah, well, prior to being married, we did counseling with a Christian counselor. She's fantastic. Her name is Lori. And she pretty much said the exact same thing she said nick if you win who loses and he's like huh and she's like well think about it who loses you know if it's you and mia and you win he goes oh and it's true it is a team you know it shouldn't have that competitive vein in it anymore you know we can spur each other on to grow and do good things and that says in hebrews that's what we should do as believers and especially more so as um partners (laughs) in life so but yeah i think we're both very independent people that once we merged our lives it's kind of like learning 
where to kind of just lay it down. I think that's also the things that I'm learning. It's like, where do I just leave it? You know, is this really worth it? Is it worth me causing strife? Never. It's never worth causing strife. Is this conversation going to cause strife? You know, one of the things is, you know, we have two puppies right now. Yeah. And, you know, it's just learning how to even um, handle them as a, as a unit, as a team is very difficult. But I think God has, you know, shown us, we, we have grown in patience with each other with it. You know, I'm, you know. That's a lot <laughs> of transition. Yeah. Because we they're like really, newborns in a sense. They're, uh-huh. I mean, they chew everything. They need to go out. They, all of yes. that. Yeah. It's, and, and part of us goes, well, <laughs> maybe we should have waited a little bit to enjoy each other. But one of the things we were talking about on the way to church this morning, we actually went to church this morning. Hey. Wasn't, let's watch it virtually. No, my husband said, let's go. And I said, Okay, so we got up, we got dressed, we got in the car, and we wish we had a little more time together, just a lot. And then on the way back, I was actually thinking, you know, we have had so much, like, uninterrupted time together because of COVID. It's, he he mentioned, I kind of wish this didn't happen when you moved here, and I agreed. And the more I'm thinking about it, I said, God wanted it this way. It's kind of baptism under fire. It's like, okay, you guys are married. You are each other's lifeline. If you don't have each other and you in need, you have nothing. So grab hold, you know, so we're grabbing hold of Jesus robe and each other's hands at the same time. It's so you good. Know? And so, it's so uh, good because scripturally, and I don't know exactly where, but that they didn't necessarily go off to war within the first year of any like battle or anything if they got married because yeah. they needed to learn to be together. And wow. so you're right. If you would have had all these other outlets or tributaries to flow different ways, you yes. you wouldn't necessarily have to be as connected as you. You guys have had baptism by fire. That's yes. really true. Yeah, it really is <laughs> so true. So yes. you guys got engaged before COVID started and before there was all sorts of quarantine and lockdown. But mm-hmm. during the planning stages, tell me, tell me what happened then, because I know when you got married, but how yes. did that go? Yeah, so we got married in Nick's um, rental home backyard in April. Okay. And we only had seven other people present. It was a beautiful day. I mean, it was like in the 60s in April, and the birds were chirping. It was sunny and blue skies, and I never felt more beautiful. It was never felt more loved. Yeah, it was really a great, great day. It was just exactly what we wanted. You know, we didn't want all the flash and sparkle. We wanted to know that this was us diving into a deep covenant with each other and Christ together. So that was cool. And then right after that, we, so I moved into his rental home and yeah, that was like the COVID thing hit, you know, and again, it's the whole learning to be with each other all the time and to take care of each other. And luckily I have the taking care of desire. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's just kind of been in me. It's either a puppy or a, a relationship, whatever, I'd like to take care. But at that time, we both had COVID. We both got COVID in August. I didn't know it was at the same time. Yep, we had it at the exact same time. And, you know, we basically just had that exhausted muscles, you know, tiredness. Um, We both couldn't taste or smell for quite some time. It's strange when you make herbal tea and you're drinking it, and it tastes like water, and you just go, wow, I mean, just the things you take for granted are just immeasurable after you've gone through it, you know, but luckily, we we didn't really have anything too bad with it, 
so that was good. What was the duration uh, for you guys? I think it was like maybe it was about the two week quarantine. Like okay. maybe a week, after a week, we felt a little better, but it was you know we did the two weeks. Luckily, I work remotely. He worked. He's been working remotely too for quite some time. So not only do we not go to work, but we're together all the time. So it's like we work at home together and we are together at yeah. home. And know? that was not your dating experience because he lived in a different state. So that yes. is a big transition no matter what. Let's uh-huh. say let's say you dated for five years. You still would be yeah. like, whoa, we're in the same state now. We're in the yes. same state and the same house. Uh-huh. Now we're always in the house. I mean, no matter what, that's a lot of change. <laughs> it really is. It really is. And we're blessed with his home because I can work up here on the main floor and he has his setup in the basement and it's a nice basement so it's not like I'm sending him to the dungeon or something yeah. like that yes it is it is something that we jumped like our whole yeah. feet, just feet first in and I'm, I'm proud of it I think we've done a good job there have been hard days there have been moments where you know I think I think Satan likes to skulk around right now. I think that he's just kind of this is his playground right now, and a lot of us are um, succumbing to minute just arguments that turn into just daily repetitions, and that's definitely something that I want to get away from. I want to practice patience. I want to practice, you know, gentleness. I think. I think just stress has been one of those things that I that I have to, you know, lean on God for a lot. So Yeah. Well you know that I would agree with you. The target right now of Satan is is any spirit of offense, any way to get offense going. You know, yes. it doesn't matter to him because there our struggle is never against flesh and blood to begin with, but it sure looks like it because there's somebody standing in front of you that's a person, but it's never flesh and blood. It's the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms, right? So he gets that happening. The other thing is there's there's this sense that condemnation, anytime you condemn someone or you start feeling it yourself, you, mm-hmm. there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There just isn't. There is therefore yeah. now because of Christ, not because of all of a sudden we got all spruced up. Yes. No condemnation. But once you start doing that to somebody else or you feel it yourself, you're going to have fear as a component. They're just hand in hand, you know. So then a bunch of stuff creeps in without you really knowing that you opened a door to feeling condemned or feeling less than her. And it doesn't matter. Like, let's say you're a great wife or you were really patient that day and then you have one problem. He'll tell you like... Yeah, but it's it's just never enough, if that makes sense. Let's say you did great things together or you displayed patience or you really showed him kindness or whatever satan will tell you yeah but you also didn't i don't know make him some tea or you didn't <laughs> you know what i mean think of him first no matter yeah. what you condemnation is just that you can never catch up you just mm-hmm. can never catch up and the enemy yes. likes that one too yes he does but god says no that's not even none of it is your performance it's all yeah. jesus performance and he did it all so i i would agree with you that that's really running rampant and the more we can just practice it in our own homes with our husbands, it's it's a yeah. huge deal. So yeah. you're, you're in the right school. You're in the doctoral, doctoral level of all this, though. <laughs> Get your master's is- degree. Oh, there you go. Your master's degree. My master's. I love it. It's so funny. Yeah. Are you letting God love you well? You know, no. I don't think so. I think there are, you know, when you say condemnation, I think it is 
I have a perfectionist complex where if I don't feel like I cleaned up the house enough or if I feel like I didn't do enough of something, it's like I have that desire to have always more with God, you know, like just always more with God. But by the, it comes to the end of the day and I say, wow, I barely leaned on him today. I barely thanked God today. I fixated on something uh, again today. And I think the fixation complex is something that I want to just dissolve yeah. in 2021. Yeah. I don't know how it could, but I believe and declare that God can and he will. Amen. Um, even if it takes more than a year, if it takes baby steps, that's fine. I just want it to begin now. And the things that really are helping is speaking to people like you and my friend Elizabeth who know me and they want the best for me and they speak words of just life and light to me and they stir me to consider just how glorious God is today and Elizabeth and I were just actually talking before Christmas and we said what is your word for the new year yeah and she's like you know I'm not sure yet I I have a few you know I'm kind of you know thinking about right and I said I think mine's spring up like hyphenated spring up wow and it doesn't mean children it doesn't mean you know anything like that I don't think I think it's something else I think it's like realizing that God has fit me for the battle at hand and it's time for me to spring up out of the ground which has already kind of happened Elizabeth and I are talking about this where just the growing pains of moving being married leaving singleness leaving family life um leaving a community that I was so rooted in to come to a new place be married be with this man every single day you know try to find a new friend group I have struggled out of the ground to spring this root up. And it's interesting because my mother-in-law gave me this book on Advent, and it was talking about the stump of Jesse, who is David's father. And it says, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. And that's in Isaiah 11. And I said to Elizabeth, I think I'm a shoot. Like, I think I've shot out of the ground, out of this root, this stump that is full of roots in in Milwaukee, and I had to shoot up and create a new branch that will bear fruit somehow. I don't know what that fruit's going to be, but I know that the fruits are of the spirit are, you know, all good things, you know, so I believe and declare, again, Amen. that in 2021, I will see those fruits, you know, come to be, whether it be, you know, family reconciliation, whether it be new friendships that are blossoming beyond just the little butt, you know, I want to see just these new fruit just coming out, That's and so good. And I just, I, I don't know, like, people say, oh, I kind of want, like, a word like strength or peace or I said I want the whole branch I want the entire branch with all those things I don't want just one of them I want spring up root of all of those things yep. all those beautiful fruits yep and so, why not because that's what yeah. he desires for you anyway so it's not yeah. like you just have to you know, ask for the uh, little tiny crumbs on the 
floor, you can ask for the whole sampler platter of, I want all of those. You know, honestly, you really can because he gave those to us and those are provided. Mm -hmm. You know what I thought of immediately was, out of your belly will flow, it'll spring up, it says in one version, spring up rivers of living water. Like it literally springs up from within you. It's not like something you got to find from outside and try to acquire, but it's within because the spirit is in there. And I feel like the spirit's going to spring up in you in new ways also, like from within. And and it's a it's a constant geyser. It's like blowing out, you know. Yes. I, I really believe that that that's who you are anyway. So that Thank fits you. with like your personality. It fits with your energy. It fits with your yeah. Maybe introverted, but then there's also when it's time, when it's yes. the place, when it's the position, when it's the space, you know. Then there's this life that happens, and so yes. I, I just yeah, I bless that in you. I think you are way on the right track there, and I think Thank that the hyphenated you. word really meant something. You yeah, know, it really I, it did. It really did come to. I mean, I had seen the stump of Jesse three times that week. Wow, three times, and I said, "Okay, God, I hear you. I believe and declare that that is for me, and that's your word." And and I think that's the thing too is just learning to. I mean, when you say and he speaks, you're yeah. talking about him speaking to you. Yeah, and sometimes it's just a word. Sometimes it's said multiple times. It's an echo of a word or a verse or whatever. But I mean, when you're saying he's, he, you know, he's in the just nature, he's in art. One of the weeks we have a coffee and tea room where we just sit and read and drink our coffee and our tea in our home. And I just was felt, I felt compelled to read this art book that I've had sitting under our TV yeah. as a decoration. Right. You know, I was like, that's a beautiful book. And I just decided to open it. And there's these pictures of Jesus and I'm sitting on the floor crying. And I just said to Nick before you. I loved Jesus first, and I and I will always love Jesus first. And it helps you I love just, him better. Yes, and I and I'm so grateful for that because I heard also another thing that week. It was a huge week before Christmas. I was just hearing these things, and that's powerful. Yeah, it said yeah, and it said to love Jesus with your whole heart and actually mean it is the greatest gift anyone could ever have in their life. And to hold on to that, and I need to remember that, because that is what makes me me. It's not that I'm out singing every day. It's not that I'm out, you know, meeting new people every single day. It's knowing who I am so that when I do go into those places, I'm equipped with knowing whose I am and why I'm here. Amen. Amen. Because you really are God's mobile home. Yeah. You take him everywhere you go. So you can't you can't now decide to be witnessing or decide to be his ambassador. You just are. You know, yes. when you go to the grocery store, he's arrived. He's there because uh-huh. you're there. So the more you actually realize in it and walk in that, the better anyway. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because uh-huh. then it's not you trying to do something. That's yes. that's awesome. That really yeah. is. And, and I do think I- your husband is gonna be better off no matter what. When yeah. Jesus is number one, yeah, it's yeah. the the reverse is idolatry, by the way, and you know that. Yeah. And and if a man loves his wife more than God, it, you know that passage in, I think yes. it might be the tenth chapter of Matthew, where it's like, you know what, it'd be bad if you loved your dad and your mom more, or your son and your yeah. daughter more than you loved me, you know. And I that's hit yes. me before because you know I love my kids and I love my husband, and yes. it was hard to have it a rocky relationship with my daughter and I'm like do I love her more than Jesus you know it's 
But yeah, yes. that is so you. And the pure in heart will see God. So how pure is yes. your heart? Is it purely in love with Jesus? Or is it like, yes. you know, wandering around with everything and everything that can come your way? So, yes. wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And I think just, uh, just trying to delve deeper into people that have been touched by the Spirit so deeply that they've been able to write books like The Pilgrim's Progress is what I'm reading right now by so uh, good. John Bunyan. And I, I've had this book. For probably 10 years. Yeah. I think I bought it half price books in Brookfield, yep. you know, 10 years ago yep. for $7. But it wasn't the time for it. you yet. It wasn't. It wasn't the time. And it's one of those things where it's like, what you are, you can be on a shelf for God too. And when it's time, he will call you and you, you'll be off that shelf and you'll never go back again. Amen, you know, it's sister. one of those things where it's like, it's, there's just so many good words and so many wonderful things to, to seek out. But like you said, it's like we can't love anyone other than Jesus, more than Jesus. And in that in that book, it's, you know, I have been feeling a little bit sidetracked with making sure other people are, like, walking in the light and know who Jesus is. And, yes, we want to be ambassadors for the kingdom. And we want people to come and all these things. But you can't but, be somebody else's Holy Spirit. You can't, yes. He will pull people to himself. And... Even in the book, the character Evangelist says to Christian, um, who's taking this journey to heaven, to the celestial city, says that path, that that path is for everyone. That it's been laid out for everybody. So you can't turn back. If you turn back, there's no hope. There's no hope for anybody else. You have to keep going. And you know, I it's very good. It's fantastic. And I yeah. I, I thank God that I had that book. I thank God that I had the desire to pick up the book it's one of those things where you just you kind of just lie and wait for the next thing to come to you and I think that's where I was for a little bit I think there's just so many changes and so many yeah. different things going on yeah. that I just couldn't focus and now that I'm able to really focus on him it's like wow where have you been you know oh so good so good yeah kind of a spring up again yeah of sorts you know what I mean kind of a like paddles on the heart, like resuscitating you back to yes. start, back to more Mia, more the life. And maybe it's not even spring up for just me, but maybe it's spring up. Jesus is going to show himself in a new way to me, in a way that I haven't thought about or haven't considered until now. Or I think that's in just this new new life space that I'm in. It's like, you know, he was my one and only, and he still is. But I also have this new thing that I need to pour into, and how do I do that? Yeah. And when you are knowing that you're doing it to and for Jesus, even though it feels like it's toward Nick, you know, like, so the other day I was trying to help my mom put these slippers on. And so she's been staying here with us after my dad passed. And, you know, the little slippers that have the the bottoms that have those little rubber stuff on them, right? Yeah. So that she doesn't slip. Uh, Because slippers are notorious for being slippers, you know? (laughs) So... And I'm putting them on her, and they're, they're, I was trying to get the heel kind of like underneath her far enough, and there was this part of me that was like, oh my gosh, these are almost too tight. And and then I, I thought, I am putting these on Jesus. Oh my gosh. Because if he said, if you give a cup of cold water, you gave it to me. If you went and visited somebody in prison, you visited me. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, I just had a totally different feeling about it. And then when I have to get That's her foot crazy. through the... Like if you're trying to put her pajamas on and get those on and get the foot through, I, I take the slipper off because otherwise you got the resistance the whole way down yes. the leg, you know. But I, I'm no longer going like, why did I do it like this? I'm just thinking, 
you know, Jesus, we need your pajamas. You know, it sounds silly, but it had changed my, it flipped it in my head a little bit for sure. Because otherwise you feel like when you help that person, you've left Jesus on the couch. No, you haven't. You can Mm -hmm. still pour into your husband and be serving Jesus. It's not going to be a bad thing. You just can't tip it to where all of a sudden you're worshiping your husband or something, you know. Yeah, or or constantly trying to be boastful or have someone say, oh, you, yeah, wow, you did such a great job for your husband, or your home looks great, or, yes, I could take pride in those things, but I don't want to be boastful. Yeah. You know, that's not, yeah. you know. So it's just, it's a fine line, and we're just learning as we go over here. Well, you know what, when you said earlier, though, that right now you, you're trying to figure out who Jesus is for you, I, I follow a guy, or love Graham Cook, C-O-O-K-E, Graham Cook, Englishman, love him. But he always says, whatever you're going through at this point in time, you just need to say, what is God want to be for me now that he couldn't in any other situation because now this is a different situation and yeah we have times where we think no I've been through this before but not always sometimes it's a new learning curve it's a new thing and it's like what is he being for me now that I'm married that I've moved that I don't have the same friendship group that my father's passed I mean that's happened to me like what is he for me now because he will introduce himself to us in a new way because yeah. it's like, hey, hello, I just want you to know I am the father for the fatherless. Because wow. you've never needed that before. And I'm like, mm. you, you know what I mean? It's it's like a whole nother facet. And sometimes when you're looking at a diamond, you just turn it just a little bit and you hear, see another little spot of its yes. brilliance. It's like, oh, wow, this is a whole thing. I used to think this. Now I know this. Now it doesn't change it, meaning you're no longer that anymore, God. You're just that yes. plus this, plus mm. this, you know. Yes, like oh, I add-on. love the diamond imagery. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. Well, he is so in love with you. God loves you so much. Yeah. You're his favorite. People say to me, how can you say that? Well, nobody's alike, first of all. <laughs> yeah. So it would be bad if everybody was alike and you chose a favorite, but nobody is the same, and he's so thrilled that he made you. And he's so yeah. thrilled with who you are. You really are quite amazing. Oh, you I really think the same are. With you. I really do. You're really quite amazing, and you've really adjusted. I mean, be kind the way you would be kind to a friend. Yeah, you know, you wouldn't be like you wouldn't berate Elizabeth if she was going through all this, and you'd be like, "Why haven't you?" Whatever you wouldn't. So yes. sometimes you do that. And you're, you're the tape in your head is a little more critical toward Mia than it would be if it were toward Elizabeth. Well, yes, you need to be the way you would be to Elizabeth to you. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yeah. I think having patience with myself and growing, you know, growing pains is a real thing. And there's days where I just find myself feeling less than, and I have to remind myself that I'm not, I'm not less than anything. I've found who I am in him. And some people will never feel that. And I've been able to feel that for the past eight years fully. So... And it does matter what you say. So I love that even during this conversation, you say, I, you know, it may feel this way, but I just declare and decree this. And, you know, yeah. there are people that get really upset with that, Mia, because they get yeah. so worried about the, you know, word of faith or speaking it out. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. God brought the animals and said, hey, Adam, what do you name it? And yeah. the minute he called it something, he goes, that'll be its name. In other words, it yeah. matters what you say. And Proverbs yeah. says the power of life and death. Those are two big things. Life and death are in the tongue. Those who yeah, love you'll it will die leave by its the fruit fruits. of your fruits of your lips. Live or die by the fruit of your lips, and that's so true. I want yeah. to be, I want to speak words of just life yep. over me and whoever comes in my way. Exactly. You know?
Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, maybe your declaration, one of them is just, I am enough. I am more yep. than enough in Christ, you know, because he's in me. And everything about God is attracted to Jesus Christ. Everything. So when Jesus Christ lives in the believer, God is attracted to that believer. It, there's nothing that will repel him, even our sinful state. Well, the truth is we're not sinners anymore. We're saints. But anything that we do that is a sin, it's the verb. It's not the noun. We haven't become yeah. the sinner now again. We have done the act, the verb, you know. So I just yeah. I just think that reminding ourselves of who we are is huge because the enemy wanted to be that. He wanted yes. to be like God, and we are sons and daughters of God, and we are like him in the fact that he, you know, people say don't rob his glory, but he gave his glory. If you read in, I think it's John 17, like he gave them, you know, he gave us his glory and we move from glory to glory strength to strength grace to grace so it doesn't mean you're trying to attain glory he already gave his sons and daughters his image and who he is so yeah. i think i think maybe that's going to be part of the spring up is spring okay. spring up into a just a new kind of a new awareness of who you are you already are so aware of your identity but i mean in in the kindness toward yourself way yeah you'll never become so mediocre <laughs> You don't Thank ever you. have to worry about like, but if I'm kind and kind of yeah. lay back a little bit, I'll just become, uh, no, you won't. Yeah. There's nothing about but, your personality that would do that. And I think the longer we're in quarantine, the more time we have alone with our thoughts. And that's when Satan wants to snatch your thoughts. And, you know, I've even said to my husband, I'm like, I feel like having nightmares. I, this is insane. You know, it's just, it's just, he will try any way to get you. And yeah. People don't like to talk about hell. People don't like to talk about you know, Satan being an actual divine battlefield every day yeah. with Satan. And I really do believe that I need to pray. I need to pray, like, so much. I've heard, like, pray without ceasing a few times this week, too. Maybe I need to start praying out loud. Maybe I need do. to, you know, get do. down on my knees. Maybe I need to, you know, and I even saw the other day... Sometimes social media is good, and it had a picture of a uh, of a warrior, and he had his head down, and it said, "Satan must have thought that I had given up until I said Amen." Uh -huh. It's like you put your head down, and it seems like you've given up, but you're just praying. And I want to be that. That's where I want to find my strength in 2021 too. It's, amen. You know, springing up a new way, and I think knowing people like you, who is a, you are a prayer warrior, Rachel. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, I went to. Uh, it's like an Elmbrook Prayers Hour with you, I think it was. Mm, mm. And I will never forget that. You're just so, just the way you are with your words in, in terms of, like, God and how you see God and how you explain it to others. It's just so cool. Oh, so Praise God. Well, you know there. what? I'll tell you what. The longer you walk with him, the more you know him in those capacities because he can, continues to introduce himself to you. And you're never at the end of him. Right. So I used to think that's kind of depressing. Like, no, it's exciting. You'll never yeah. be done discovering and finding out and encountering. And and instead of it being here, but it being like, you've really shown me your kindness, God, you're the kindest yeah. person ever. Or you've really comforted me. You're you're my comforter. Or, you know, I was sued years and years ago. And now I know he's my defender in a different way other than I just could sing that in a song. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you get in a situation and you need help and you're like, no, wait, I, I know he's my deliverer. You know, so the yeah. more you, you can really claim those things and know them, it's no longer needing faith that he would do that. It's just complete straight up knowledge that you know yeah. that he's like that. So and he doesn't change and he can't yeah. lie. 
So those things are really great. Like you love me today and you can't change. You love me tomorrow. And you said yep. this about you. You're never going to leave me and you're never going to forget about me. And you can't lie. You're not like a person who all of a sudden changes his, your mind. So I know that's true tomorrow. So there's so much that the minute we open our eyes, the enemy wants to tell us we're behind or we should have done this already. Or why did you get up late? Or why? Like he's a taskmaster. But the yes. minute we open our eyes, we say, God, you already give me an A plus. You already told me my, your mercies are new for me this morning. You already told me I'm approved and that I'm beloved. So I can just be loved today. And you've yep. already told me that you're for me. You're not against me. You've already, and just the more that you read, I'm going to say you read the word and it's not just to get your Bible reading done. It's yep. literally to preach to yourself and to get to know the one that says those words. So, yeah. and I know, so no, no, I know you know that, but it's really something then you'll just want to do. And I think I did one of my YouTube videos once about when you do your Bible stuff, is it out of discipline or delight? Because if, when it's out of delight, it's like, I can't wait to go do this instead of I've have to, or if I was yeah. a good Susie Christian, I would, or whatever, you know. Because it always, it feels full after you do it. Yeah. Whatever it is, your heart, your yeah. whatever, um, your spirit feels full. And I, and you know, and that's one of the things too that, Bible study is wonderful. Reading before you go to sleep is great. But I want to get to that point where it is medicinal, where it feels like I I know I feel depleted when I haven't read. Exactly. Well, we also know a joyful heart is good medicine. So talk about yeah. medicinal is like literally the joy of the Lord is our strength. The more we just literally laugh and enjoy and laugh, yeah. particularly when the enemy tries to tell us something. So he comes yeah. in with a lie and that's laughable. And you laugh, yeah. then you get this joy of the Lord that not only, I don't mean just mocks him, but it's laughable. And then there's just this spontaneous feeling that happens with laughter. Let's pause a second. If you are enjoying The Real Deal with Rachel in a way, subscribe, rate and review it. I appreciate your support. All right, back to The Real Deal. The other thing is, I don't even know that you, you may know this, but your secret weapon is music. And so to praise and to sing. Yeah. Also, like, so to lift up holy hands. Okay, so to lift up hands. I just I just listened to a sermon today, and it was about, it's both surrender and victory. Because yeah. if somebody's robbing a bank, and you walk into the bank, you see all these hands up, you're like, well, what's that? Well, that wasn't victory. That was surrender. Like, don't shoot mm -hmm. me, right? You're, you're, you're they're. Well, there's a surrender posture of hands raised, and there's also the victory, you know. And so, literally, when you're walking around your new home, and you're singing yeah. and praising and raising your hands, literally, there is power in that. And the enemy yeah. wants to tell us it's just a bunch of hooey, because he knows how victorious that will make us, that posture alone, you know. Yes, and so I think that's I a have weapon you have. that feeling a little bit, because of not going and not actually being, I mean... For the last three and a half plus years, whatever, when I was singing at yep. Homebrook, I would go every weekend, and it yep. would be like clockwork, you know? And now, I mean, we finally just spoke with the worship coordinator at our current church, and we just felt compelled to ask and say, hey, we want to try out. So it'll be cool to be able to do that with my husband as a, just an act of just thankfulness yes. to God weekly. And I think... Yeah, I haven't, I mean, I will sing around the house, but I haven't had that. I haven't had that here. And I think 
you know, I haven't had the opportunity to sing in a church setting. And I think a lot of people are feeling that same way. You can, some people feel silly singing to a TV or yeah. to a sermon online. And I get that. And maybe part of me has that too. And so I have to find a different way or we just have to find a new way yep. right now. Yep. Yep. I just think it's so, it's going to be such a, valuable thing for you guys to get to go do this together and you're exercising your gifts so you're also giving to the lord what you have been given and it's going to bless more people but it also is it's going to free some people because that's what happens through music i mean saul was always tormented and he asked for david to come play the harp there's so much that can happen through music so i know you know that but that is that's your cape that's your superpower (laughs) and that's where you and i met and that's you know i know god uses that you know he uses different elements of things that you know people say oh you shouldn't find friends in, at a bowling group or you know at a knitting group you should find them in your small group and i said but everywhere is an opportunity to show god's light and so but it's absolutely cool you in a place where we both were just loving on jesus at the same time yep. and, that, and it was awesome so yeah so good yeah. i am so thankful that we did meet because you're such a light in my life. I don't think you know that, but you have the gift of encouragement and it comes out so easily. It's like you're, it is one of your, it's not a foreign language for you. It's your, your top one, you know, really, really is. So I really appreciate it because none, none of the texts that you send me or any of those things fall. They're not lost on me is what I'm saying. They're amazing. And it, it, it does matter. It does matter. And it's not just flattery. People know whether yeah. you're saying something to them that really meant something to them or whether they feel seen by yeah. your speech and by what you've said. So I do appreciate that in, in appreciate my that life. <laughs> I feel like that's you, though. I mean, when I, whenever I had a down day or I was going through something before I moved, I would always think I need to call Rachel. Mm. I need to meet with Rachel. I remember just praying out loud with you, just things like that I'll never forget. And now I want to be able to implement that here. And I know I can call you when I need to. You're you sure one of those can. reliable sisters in Christ. You're yeah. just reliable. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not, there's some people Thank where you. you're like, I don't know if I could bother them with you. I know it would never be a bother. Yeah, no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. So I really, yeah. really, really appreciate it. I'm really proud of you. You've done a lot of transition in such <laughs> a short time. And... And, you know, we don't need to give ourselves report cards all the time. You know, like, we don't have to report card ourselves all the time. Like, I used to think, like, how am I doing? How am I doing? How am I doing? Mm-hmm. But I need you to know you're doing well. <laughs> you know, you're, you're doing well. And, and it's a lot. It's a lot to take on. But, and I also know that, you know, I may see some things on Instagram or whatever, but that's not really truly a picture into someone's life. Yeah. But if you ever just need to call when it's, not easy or it's not been fun or you do need prayer that's what we're supposed to do is lock shields even when we're both encouragers it doesn't have to be like oh my day was great i just want to report that it can be like help this is not feeling good and then somebody goes in wars for you because Mm -hmm. the part in scripture where moses is looking down and the battle is being won when his arms are up but he yeah. needs Aaron and her to hold them up. And sometimes you just need yeah. somebody else to, if you're feeling weak, to hold up your arm for a minute. And they pray. And it, yeah. it it will happen when you didn't know how much you needed it. But then all of a sudden there will be a turnaround and you feel like the battle is being won or shifting, yeah. which is uh, good. It's really good. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Well, yeah. you sure married into a sweet family. I enjoyed meeting them yes. when I came to your reception. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, from the, you know, pretty much right on the onset, they've just been so loving and so open and they, they just love God so much and you can can feel it. It's palpable. It's not something that just comes out occasionally. It's just there, you know? So they gained a good one. They gained a good one in you. They really did because it just makes them all the more, it's like an exponent. It's not just addition Aww. it's to the exponent it really is yeah it really and is and i think that's one of the things people say oh i wish 2020 would just be over and all these things 2020 was such a cool year for me and for my husband and you know just like despite all odds despite you know what people say oh but you had like a wedding of seven people you had you know it's it's just it's not it's not common but we are uncommon because we are we are God and we know what's important Amen. and really showed us what's important, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so. that's really true. I know that I was thinking through what was 2020 like and so many I was around so many people that were saying how bad it has been. So yeah. for a while I was also thinking about all the things that didn't happen. You know, that didn't happen yeah. and that got canceled and you know or or postponed and Lord willing we're still going to go to Israel, but that got pushed back, right? And all that kind of thing. And I was thinking along the same lines that everybody, I'm looking through this book real quick because I had written a list. Anyway, I I said, wait a minute, what story am I telling myself about 2020? And what story am I telling myself based on what everybody else is telling me about 2020? So I pulled out my notebook and I just started writing the things that I saw God do, I'm going to say in the positive way, Seriously, there were things that I didn't remember until I chose to write them down. And once I did, I was like, okay, we got to go to the cabin three times this year. Usually we go once. And it's friends of ours, but I went with my family. I went with my family and had a great time two months before my dad died. That just was a that was just a huge, huge thing. So I wrote that down. I'm like, oh my goodness, of course I got to do that. I hadn't even thought about writing He Speaks and the companion journal I'm listening. That wasn't even in my 2020 brain. Until I sat down, I'm like, well, wait a minute. He Speaks came out in 2020. I'm writing that down. You know, well, wait a minute. My husband got to come home. He has a 45-minute drive and a 45-minute drive home. Now we have almost two hours more together. Like, there were so many of these things. I said, what story have I been telling myself? Or what story have I allowed myself to be told? And it really shifted my perspective. And I thought... I need to look at all that you did, God, because it's really been good. Now, sure, yes. it doesn't mean there haven't been challenges, but mm-hmm. it's just what was I focusing on? I yeah. needed to sh- shift it. I yeah. really did. Wow. I love that. And I want to get into writing things down more. Yay. Not just a list of what I need to do this week or what I need to do that day or what I need to buy at the grocery store, but I do want to write things to remind myself to be thankful. Yeah. I think that's one of the things I'm, I'm becoming more visual. I need to see it. So I think that'll be a new practice that I'm going to try to implement for sure. You know what I'm kind of sad about? I don't think I know your handwriting. Oh I gosh. think your Did handwriting you would be really card? cool. Did I send you a Christmas card? Probably. I don't know that I've actually read all of my Christmas cards because I kind of wanted <laughs> to sit down and do the tea room. Like you talked about, sit down in my room, sit down with my cards. You know what I mean? Because I've been yes. kind of... Anyway... The reason I say that about your handwriting is I can picture the list of your thankfulnesses as being kind of like a piece of art as well. Like just a neat, you know, like what am I thankful for? I'm thankful that I have a room in my house that I can go have my coffee or tea. 
I'm thankful for my new art book. I'm thankful for Pilgrim's Progress. Wow. When John yeah. Bunyan wrote that, he really helped yeah. a lot of people on this journey. You know, yeah. whatever. It sounds silly, but the more we do that, it's almost like it just gains traction. Like the snowball gets bigger. And all of a sudden, we'll be yeah. more thankful for other things that we wouldn't even have put on our list, but it's because we started the list. So, yeah. it's a good one. Yeah, I'm going to definitely do that i think you know and i do i do enjoy writing lists to the grocery store so why not make a list of thankfulness yeah and it can be this it can be the smallest thing i mean it can be i actually was up early enough i saw the sunrise or i laughed hysterically at this commercial or whatever you know just it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it's just another way because we are to be rejoice always give thanks in all circumstances, right? And pray continually. This is the yeah. will of God for you. People are like, what's God's will for me? Uh, to rejoice yeah. and to be thankful <laughs> you know what I mean? and to pray always. Mm, that's his yeah. will, you know? I think we do get caught up in the, why am I here? We know why. We're lucky because we know why, you know? And our purpose is to know him and to rejoice in knowing him. And yeah. that's, you know, I'm going to, try to pray without ceasing i'm going to try to rejoice more i'm going to try to be thankful more i think another word that would be good for 2021 is more just more of him. amen there's always more yeah i'm trying to find this t-shirt hang on i can't believe you just said that so <laughs> i went away to global awakening school uh in the summer of 19 2019 uh anyway it's one of my t-shirts because i'm not a real t-shirt wearer yeah, I like different things other than a t-shirt, but it's yeah. like, there is more, because that's one of Randy Clark's books, There Is More. Wow. There's always more with God. There's more of his miracle-working power in you. There's more of his adventure and encountering with you. There's just always more. And it would be horrible in the natural to be like, I want more. I want more. In yeah. the spirit realm, the more hungry you are, the hunger is good, and it's from God. And it says in you know the Beatitudes, the hungry will be satisfied. You, you know, yeah. blessed are the hungry, for they will be satisfied, because there's always more. There's always more. Yeah, that's a good word. Spring up and more are good awesome. ones. What is your word, Rachel? I don't know what my word is this year, but I do know what my word was for last year. I was writing it down, and I thought it was going to be things like abundance or hope or whatever. And out of the blue comes recompense. And I'm like, hey, Siri, what does recompense mean? I know my reward and my recompense is with me, it says in scripture. I've heard the word recompense. It's not, but I wanted to know, like, what's the definition, you know? Yes. And it was to be repaid for loss or harm suffered. Wow. I just started to cry. Lord, you will repay me for any loss or harm that has been suffered in my family, in my thought life, in my emotions, in my situation with my daughter. like, And then I'm like, and you will repay her for loss or harm suffered. It's not like I just need it coming toward me. And then I started seeing things in the news where all the things that were happening politically and, and, and yep. racially, and I'm like, recompense. He is going to pay people back for loss or harm suffered. Because I was just like, God is a God of recompense. And he rewards us and pays us back in ways we didn't get or didn't understand and it's not even a one for one sometimes it's a two for one or it's a you didn't know it was going to come this way and i've seen a lot of recompense the one area in my life that i'm really waiting on i'm not seeing it yet yes. but i don't don't think that means it's not happening i just don't think it's been revealed it's just not in the natural right now it's probably in the supernatural still and the divine realm is happening yes yes yeah. 
And it's happening in so many other areas that I see that I go, no, this definitely was a year of recompense. So one, you know how I have my podcast in the closet, right? So I did make a pair of jeans. (laughs) I did make a pair of jeans this summer. I think I found them. I only have worn them a couple of times, but they have my words on them. Oh my gosh. Hope, recompense. You see? Wait a minute. No. Okay, so Grace, victory, love it. Yeah, so what, what the ones I got for different years, praise, breakthrough, continue. Continue was one of my words in one year. You know, it was just recompense, victory, grace, joy, abundance, freedom. And so then I put like these, I made these flowers on them and stuff like that. But I knew that these were going to be the weirdest jeans to wear around. But I had to wear the words for a while. Like for, that he had given me for the last five years. Because I thought these these were my words for those years. And they really impacted me. It wasn't like, well, I'm supposed to have joy this year. It was like literally it was becoming manifested. And it, it would show up. And I would be like, this is uh, this is ar- arriving today in my life. It was really pretty cool. So, yeah, those I need to lose a little weight to wear them again. <laughs> oh my gosh! You're, it's no. quarantine, but it's uh, yeah, it's custard well, and quarantine. I love quarantine. that idea. I love that idea, and I do wear a lot of shirts that say there's a particular line called "Walk in Love," and it it's these two Christian married couple, and they um, they you know I have one that has Philippians on it, and has one that has you know just "Awake My Soul" on it, just just to remember like. You just wear words that will affirm and cause you to remember. Yeah, awesome. Well, I shouldn't keep you forever. Are you okay to, would you, I kind of forgot that we're doing this podcast, but would you be willing to pray for our podcast listeners? And I will pray for you. Is Nick around? He is around. He actually is just coming down the stairs right now. Ask him if he cares that I pray for both of you together. I think that he would like that. If he doesn't, I'll pray for just you. It doesn't matter. You're both both one. Both of us would be great. We are one. We are one. So, yes. So, are you going to start off for me? You, If you want to, will you pray for the, the people that are listening and however God uses this? I, I just thank you for letting me actually record our conversation because we haven't caught up in a while. No, we haven't. But if it helped me and it helped you or if it brought glory to God, it'll be good to have it on the real deal anyway. So, Fantastic. Thanks. Lord God, um, thank you so much for just friendship. Yeah. Thank you so much that we can call on other believers that I know that you have brought into our path. God, I, I know that Rachel and I were meant to meet, and I'm just so grateful for that. And I pray for anybody who's listening. If there's a spirit of loneliness or a spirit of fear or anxiety or just confusion even, Lord, or just just being forlorn, God, just let them know that you are not far and they're never alone and we've heard that before but i just want that to sink deep into people's soul and just in there just a constant knowing that who jesus pulls close to him he will never let go he'll never let go we can't lose his love like rachel said he's not going to change his mind about us and i just pray that this podcast would be a glorifying tool for you lord and that whoever decides to take the time to listen would just feel a sense of peace and love and um, maybe just say, hey, that person is going through the same thing. I am, and I'm not alone here. And we just thank you for that, God. Yes, God. God, I thank you for your promise that you tell us that you will turn our 
wailing into dancing, that you remove our sackcloth, you clothe us with joy. And Lord, I just pray for anybody out there that just feels downcast in any way, because what you've said you bring about and what you've promised you will do. And you promise God to turn our wailing into dancing. And so I thank you for that. I thank you that you're doing a work in and through people that love you and you're doing a work in this world and on the earth right now. I praise your name, God, for what you're doing. I thank you for how you've used 2020 to refine us, to sharpen us, to sand off things that don't need to be in our lives, God. And I just pray a blessing on Mia. I pray a blessing on Nick. I just pray for their marriage. I pray for their small group. I pray for their rest at night. I pray for their influence. God, I pray for them at work. I pray for the things that they encounter. I pray for their two dogs. I pray for the way that you have them parenting these dogs. And I pray for wisdom and discernment and even raising them. And God, I thank you for the way that you're going before them, that you prepare us always in advance, Lord. And I call any mountain low, any valley be filled in, any crooked place straight, and any rough place smooth, that they would be on the highway of God, that they would be like in the the high occupancy vehicle lane. They would just be on the HOV lane of God. They would be able to be in that fast lane going on the path that you want them to. So I bless that in them, God. And I thank you for what you're doing. God, I do ask that whatever words that you've given them collectively or individually would bear fruit. And so I just speak to Mia's spirit right now and I say you spring up in the name of Jesus. And I thank you that there's always more. There's always more of your spirit, Lord. So bless her with the more of you, God, the more of your wisdom, the more of your discernment, the more of your joy, the more of your grace and peace, the more of your fulfillment in Christ, Lord. I thank you for that. I thank you that she is enough and that she displays your heart so well. Thank you for making this beautiful creature. Thank you for the way that she shines your light. Thank you for the way she is made to shine it, Lord. And I pray for everything that stands in the way of her fulfilling her purpose to be removed right now in Jesus' name so that she could go exactly where she needs to go with full speed ahead. And I thank you for doing it. I thank you, Lord, that within her, there's a river of life that's springing up and it's flowing in the name of Jesus. I praise you for her, Lord. I thank you for the people that are listening. I pray a blessing on them, God, that you would help each one of us to just be the real deal, that we would be the very best people that we can be for the glory of your name and the advancement of your kingdom. We love you, God. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's so great, Rachel. Amen. I bless you. I bless you too. You're I amazing. really do. You're amazing. Yeah. Doesn't Thanks. matter where you go. No matter where I go, I will always, I will always have Rachel in my heart. So. Oh, that's the same with me. And I just bless the new friendships that you're making and stuff like that. But I do love that you check in with me. So let me know. It can be a hard day. It can be a good day. It can be something simple. You can picture text me. I love your little um, emojis too. They're cute. <laughs> I need to find one that sort of looks like me. I can't get it yes. to really do it. But. You have to get a bit emoji, Rachel. I do. I need to. All right. Thanks for taking time. Oh, I love you so much. Keep in touch, okay? I will. Okay. Love you, Rachel. Love you too. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Real Deal with me, Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband, Michael Inouye. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace. Thank you.